Welcome to 12 Tribes of Israel Congregation. Visit us at riseisrael.com or 12t.co. Our toll-free number is 888-447-1695. You can email us at scribe at riseisrael.com. Today's topic is called the wicked proverb of today. And if you don't know about this, it's basically covering a lot of the sayings that our people have that is wicked, meaning evil to even say. Today's proverb or today's saying that you will hear anywhere throughout the world among our people is that the Bible could be interpreted based on what you think or based on what religion you belong to. If you show them some scripture, they'll say, that's your interpretation. That's not what the Bible says. You know, that's not what I see. That's not what I believe. And you have our people that try to dismiss what you say, what correction you give them, or what you're trying to teach them by saying that anyone could interpret a Bible as they please. It's an open book. It's open to interpretation. Is it open to anyone's opinion? And that makes absolutely no sense. And it's so far from the truth because if you read the Bible, you will see that the Heavenly Father gives clear answer to questions. The Heavenly Father makes certain parts to be absolutely difficult to read and hard to understand. But when it comes to the commandments and when it comes to the scriptures, he said that you must prove what you say. So if you have to prove what you say, that means it's not open for debate. It's not open for interpretation. That means that just like when you deal with math or you deal with anything and you have to provide proof, the answer at the end is always going to be the same. It's just like two plus two always equals four. That's how it's going to be. There's certain parts of the Bible that are written in very plain, plain language. And the Bible itself is going to put an end to that saying, that's your interpretation. Or every religion interprets it however they want. That's why there's so many religions. Well, that's what's wrong with you. If you read the scriptures, you will realize that there's no religions that we're supposed to follow except for one, which is to keep the commandments in the name of the Most High and Christ. We're going to get straight to the scripture that's going to put an end to it. Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 20, it says this, Knowing this first. So when you're speaking to someone, sometimes you got to show them this first before you can move forward in the scriptures. Because you have people that will try to dismiss what you say by that saying. By saying, uh, I think that's your interpretation. I don't, I don't agree with you. Let's, let's agree to disagree. And then you get into these dumb sayings that they continue to have to try to ignore and not listen to the knowledge of the scriptures. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. What does that mean? In this scripture, we are being told that no one could interpret the scriptures how they feel or what their opinion is, or what they believe. If it cannot be interpreted with your personal thoughts and your personal feelings, that means that you are able to find the knowledge and the answer and the understanding of any scripture within the same book. If you want to understand what something means that Christ said, you might find it in the prophets. If you don't understand a certain law or certain commandment, is written somewhere else to give you the understanding. 
See, the problem with our people is that they don't want to listen. So they make these type of excuses because they don't want to increase in knowledge. They hate knowledge. That's really what it's about. When a person says that they don't agree with you and that that's your interpretation, but yet they don't have no scripture to disprove what you're saying, and they're trying to turn it into a debate, is that they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear correction. That's why there's so many sayings among our people about how to avoid speaking the scriptures. Some people say, well, you know, I don't like talking religion. The Bible is not about religions. Moses didn't come down the mountain with religions. Some people say, oh, no, it's because, you know, every religion interprets the Bible how they think or how they feel. You know, everybody gets a different understanding from it. No, it's not supposed to be like that. How come we could agree that 2 plus 2 equals 4, but we cannot agree on the knowledge that is in the scriptures? It doesn't change who picks up the Bible. It's the same word for everyone. Let's go from here to the book of Proverbs. Going to the book of Proverbs chapter 1. It's going to show us what is the reason why people say things like that when the Bible itself is telling you there's no private interpretation. I've had people actually tell me that to my face like, like, no, no, it doesn't say that. And, they, and sometimes they even go in and say, no, that's your Bible. And I'm like, I'm using the King James just like the one you have in your home. Matter of fact, get your Bible. And then we read it out of their Bible. They're like, oh, they, they look shocked. Like, oh my God, it's actually there. Then they said, but that's your interpretation. I'm like, so what does it mean? Explain to me what this word means, that word means, and that word. Like I've had situations where in the Bible it talks about the children of Israel being black. And then it says it just like that. Black. The word black is there. And they go, nah, nah, nah. No, I can't. That doesn't mean the skin color, brother. That doesn't. And then they try to say, that's your interpretation, man. You, you're trying to explain it that way, but that's not really what it's saying. So then I stop them. I say, so what does it mean? If that's not what it's saying, what does it mean? Can you please explain it to me? And what they say, I don't know. So how are you going to say this? that's my interpretation or that's someone else's interpretation when you don't have the education and the smarts to know this actually means that or it doesn't mean that? See, in the time period of Christ, Christ came around Israelite groups, sects that were called Pharisees, Sadducees, and they try to catch him in his words and Try to make it seem like he didn't have knowledge, right? And they would ask questions. They never said to him when he showed them the scriptures, that's your interpretation. You know what ended up happening usually? They got quiet. They didn't know how to respond. You know why? Because of the fact that what he said to them was proof out of the word of the Most High. So when people like to say that's your interpretation, that's them trying to dismiss the proof that has been shown to them in the scriptures. So we're going to the book of Proverbs chapter 1, and let's read from verse 6. So it says here in Proverbs, actually, no, 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 no. Let's start at Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 5. Proverbs 1 and 5, it says, a wise man will hear. That's the key thing. A wise person will actually listen. Do they want to listen? No. That's why they say, that's your interpretation. That's his interpretation. Everybody got their own interpretation. And they throw that word interpretation out there. No, a wise man will listen, will hear, and will increase learning. What? The Bible says that? Where? Show me. You will ask proof. That Oh, man, you know what? I'm going to study that. What the chapter is saying in that verse. If there's no private interpretation, 
then what's going on? Why are people saying such things? It's because they want to stop you from explaining the scriptures or stop you from correcting them. They don't want to hear it. That's basically what it boils down to. Instead of saying, oh, you can interpret it however you want, that, you know, that's how you think. I don't think that way. You know what I'm saying? Let's let's agree to disagree in all these wicked sayings. Instead of saying that, let's acknowledge really what it is about. It's the fact that person does not want to hear. They don't want to listen. They don't want to learn. It says a wise man will hear and will increase learning. If you're ignorant about the scriptures, and that was your mindset before that, the Bible could be interpreted by anyone. And that's what's stopping you from going and reading it. Well, let's get rid of that thought now. Let's get rid of that mindset. Let's have you know this first. The Bible cannot be privately interpreted. Everything in the scriptures must be proven. That's in the Bible. In 1 Thessalonians 5.21, it says, prove all things. In the book of Romans, it tells you if someone comes with a saying and they're not coming with a scripture, then that means they are a liar. So that means that there's ways that you could check and see whether the person is actually placing a private interpretation on a verse. Because the Bible is explained by going from here, taking a little there, and putting it all what? Together. There's sometimes where Christ will say something difficult, like a parable in one chapter, and a few chapters or another book would explain that parable to you. So there are definitely parts of the Bible that are difficult to understand, but if you desire to learn, the first thing you got to do is remove that mindset that it could be interpreted privately. It says here, a wise man will hear and will increase learning, and a man of understanding shall attain to wise counsels. To get understanding, you first got to start keeping the commandments. It's just like a child. In order for it to know how to multiply, divide, or do algebra later on and calculus, they got to start somewhere, right? So for you to start as one that is sincerely seeking knowledge, the first step is being humble to the Most High. And how you show you're being humble to Him? Well, He gave us commandments that are so plain, so easy to understand, that you cannot interpret steal. Stealing means stealing. Just like two plus two equals four, we know because you could put the two fingers up and the other two fingers up when you're a little child, you don't understand what these two, you're being shown. Put two fingers up. Put the other two fingers up. Count them. And when you count them, you come to the conclusion that it's four. That's how it is. The scriptures are that straight up. It's about facts. The scriptures is about proof. The scriptures is about gaining knowledge. But you have to start with the keeping of the commandments. It says, to understand a proverb, to understand a saying, because a saying is what a proverb means, and the interpretation, the words of the wise and their dark saying. So in order for you to get the understanding of what the Most High is saying, to get the interpretation according to what the Most High said, you have to start by listening. You have to start by attaining counsel. What is counsel? The advice, the directions, the instructions that lead to wisdom, which is the commandments. Now, how we know it's the commandments? Look at the next verse. It says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. 
the fear of the Lord in other parts of the scriptures, and we can, we'll get it. So that's no private interpretation, right? So you'll see that there's no, oh, he's just trying to teach me some old commandments from back in the days. That's all he talked about. No, we want to teach you how you gain knowledge, how you gain wisdom, how you get instruction and wise counsel so that you stop saying, oh, that's your interpretation. That's your interpretation. The reason people say that is because proof is being shown to them, but they don't want to take heed. They don't want to gain knowledge. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools, ooh, that's a word that hurts, but fools despise wisdom. What do you mean by despise? They hate wisdom and instruction. It is explaining to us right here the reason why people say that there is private interpretations. The reason why people say, that's what you think. That's what you believe. That's your interpretation. So what is the fear of the Lord? Okay, let's put it this way before we go to the scripture. If you commit adultery, and the Bible says that he that commits adultery shall surely be put to death. And you learn that, man, if I commit adultery, God is going to kill me. If you're a person that fears the Lord, that's a person that's not going to commit adultery because they don't want to what? Die. They don't want to suffer death. Now, you have a a lot of times people that commit adultery and they're like, I I didn't die. I'm good. Everything's fine. And they continue what? Committing adultery. But they don't understand what that means. They shall surely die. What do you mean that you shall surely die? That means that, first of all, you are going to die at some point in your life. But that's not the worst part. The worst part is that you're going to die the second death, according to the Bible. Second death. Listen to that. Second death. Hopefully that will make you say, damn, I want, I want to learn about that. Another example is, what if Christ come back? You think you're going to live? Or you shall what? Surely die. You shall surely die. So a person that fears being destroyed by the second coming, person that fears the second death that the scripture talks about, they're going to keep the commandments. That's what it means to fear. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. You start learning the holy laws of the Most High. If you start learning how to keep them, it leads to what? Knowledge and understanding. Now, the person that wrote the book of Proverbs was Solomon. He also wrote the book of Ecclesiastes, which is right after the book of Proverbs. In Ecclesiastes chapter 12, Ecclesiastes chapter 12, we're going to read from verse 13, which is going to explain to us clear and simple what it means the fear of God. It says here in Ecclesiastes chapter 12 and verse 13, let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God. What were we trying to find out? You see how we just did that? We went from one scripture to another to prove what the fear of God means. No interpretation that is private, but instead we're providing you proof right from within what? The scripture. Fear God and keep his commandments. So the fear of God is the keeping of the commandments. This is the whole duty of man. This is the reason why the Most High gave you life. This is the reason why the Most High created us. So if you thought it was something totally difficult to understand what is the purpose of life, like people all over the world are looking for that answer. 
right there told us the fear of God is the beginning of knowledge. Once you start keeping the commandments, you get understanding. Oh, I see why the Most High created us. I see why the Bible says this, why the Bible says that. Let's finish on this scripture right here in Deuteronomy. Because yes, there's going to be parts of the Bible that are difficult to understand. But you know what's not? The commandments. The commandments are not difficult to understand. If anyone tells you, this is what that means in the Bible. That's what that means in the Bible. Or they say, the Bible says this. The Bible says that. Why don't you ask for what? Proof. Instead of saying, that's your interpretation. You know, in that religion, they interpret it this way. In that religion, they interpret it that way. Well, where in the Bible do we read God endorsing religion? The word religion doesn't exist throughout the so-called Old Testament. It's only like two times in the so-called New Testament. And those two times in the so-called New Testament, it means to keep the commandments, to worship the Most High. Therefore, religion is man-made. All those religions that are dividing us, all those religions that are teaching us, whatever doctrines, it didn't come from the children of Israel, which are the so-called Blacks, Hispanics, and Native Americans. It didn't come from our people. Our people were enslaved. Our people were stripped of their heritage, of the knowledge that they had that we shared with the world. Now we got to return to this heritage and start with the easy things. Start with the things that are plain and simple. So that way, you could be blessed. So that way, the Most High will deal with you. We go into Deuteronomy chapter 27. Deuteronomy 27 and verse 8, it says, And thou shalt write upon the stones all the words of this law very plain. So the Bible, when it comes to the laws, when it comes to the statutes, the commandments, and the judgments of God, they are very plain and easy to understand. Therefore, there shouldn't be any division among our people in religion. And even those of us that are become aware of our heritage, that found out that we are Israel, there shouldn't be divisions among us either. Because the laws show what is right and what is wrong. The law shows us how we need to live our lives. Every Israelite should be in agreement with the laws. We all should be in agreement in that aspect of our faith. Because our king said, Christ said, if you love me, keep my commandments. So with that, I want to give all praise and honor to the Most High Christ. And I hope you brothers and sisters that you change your mindset and start looking for proof. Start requiring people to give you proof. Don't just take people's word for it. And pray to the Most High for wisdom and guidance, so that way you will not be deceived. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. And I heard him say, nothing's ever promised tomorrow today. From the shy, like Tim, it's a harder way. So this is in the name of love, like robbers say. Before you ask me to go get a job today, can I at least get a raise on the minimum wage? And I know the government administer AIDS, so I guess we just pray like the ministers say. I know it, uh. And I heard him say, nothing's ever promised tomorrow today. And I heard him say, nothing's ever promised tomorrow today. But we'll find a way